live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin on ESPN Radio 1380 AM and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, July 18th, 2020. Along with producer co-host Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you'd like to weigh in, and we really want you to weigh in on topics today, we've got a couple of uh, very interesting ones to uh, toss out at you. Uh, 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message so we'll know, hey, that one's for us. And uh, we will look that one over because we do have topics uh, today that we want to get your take on. Uh, and, and number one, the, the main one being, are we ready for high school sports in the fall of 2020? Are we ready? Are we prepared? And not only as as IHSAA goes or or the school systems, uh, but you know, parents, players, uh, preparation, precautionary measures, things like that. Or is it much ado about uh, something in this age demographic that that isn't uh, isn't you know, quite as pressing, I guess. You know, but we want to hear from you once again. 46862 today. 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. And uh, and that's actually, you know, what we want to talk about. Justin and I are going to talk about it. And then Blake Sebring is going to come along a little bit later on in the show, the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk to Blake about that as well. Actually, in addition, Blake is also going to talk about an article he wrote recently about Lenny Thornson and about how he could possibly be the best minor league sports athlete to ever play in a sport. Think about that. And this is a gentleman that came to Fort Wayne, Indiana, played with the Fort Wayne Comets, set down roots, raised a family here, created and and succeeded at business to the nth degree. And he could be the greatest of all time. That's it's incredible. So four six eight six two. Four six eight six two the automotive color and supply text line. Mr. Kenny, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Jim. I'm doing uh, very well for a Saturday morning here in mid July, despite the fact that uh all this Rona stuff continues to rear its ugly head, but uh hopefully we can get into football season. We got baseball season starting a week from today. Yes. How about that? Hopefully we can get through a 60-game schedule in the playoffs. But um, you know, despite the numbers rising across the country, I feel like um, you know, in terms of the sporting world, trying to get back to some semblance of normalcy. Hopefully uh, we can avoid any other shutdowns, but it's going to be tough. Does it seem like this season has kind of snuck up on us, even though <laughs> pitchers and catchers reported on yeah. Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, here longest we are. spring training ever, right? I'll so. tell you, it's the longest my A's have been undefeated going. Yeah, likewise going for my calendar Reds. year, yeah. For sure. And I don't know 
if a shortened season will help or hurt the Cincinnati Reds. But I think both for, for you and myself, starting out 1-7 and seven is not a good idea. Not in, in a 60-game schedule, <laughs> for no. sure. And, you know, even after 162, how many times have we had to go to one-game playoffs? Yeah. We couldn't decide a divisional winner because, uh, gee, there just weren't enough games. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, so. it, it will be exciting, though, because uh, every, every game will feel like it means something. I mean, it does in a 162, but when you're in a 60, it definitely comes down to uh, big-time wins and losses. So, uh, you know, you'll be locked in for a good 60 games, not just because we're desperate for any type of live professional sports, but also because of the limited amount of games the teams are going to play. Yes, and then we have the NBA getting getting rolling. Uh, The the players are in the bubble, and and the the bubble is... serious (laughs) serious <laughs> you don't, don't mess, with, mess the bubble. with the bubble yeah uh, there was a player and i can't remember if it was a player from san antonio or sacramento left the bubble area and went out and got fast food can't and then the was immediately caught <laughs> and then had to go into a 10-day quarantine a solo uh, isolation and so they aren't messing around. No. You know, you had to, you could not have tested positive to get in there in the first place. And then, you know, once there, then there can't be any other contact with anyone who is positive. So, and, and you know, other than this player who went out and, uh, you know, into the wild, so to sure. speak. And, you know, th- th- that that kind of, you know, the discussion for today, the NBA can do that. They can put a bubble and they can have all their professional guys in there and uh, and sports staff and all that. And they just have this bubble. Uh, Major League Baseball trying to do the same thing. Uh, NHL will try to do the same thing. But when you look at college athletics, when you look at high school athletics, you can't have a bubble because these kids still have to go to school. Yeah. And they have to go to or from home when you're looking at high school kids. Uh, There's no bubble that you can put these kids in. And that's why college football is in danger for the spring. And I think despite everybody's positive thinking with high school football, and now we move into phase two of IHSAA's plan next week where we'll see more football-related activities, uh, it's still a tremendous, tremendous if we can get through a 15-week season into Thanksgiving weekend for high school football. I mean, we've already seen Fishers have to shut down things. We've seen Portage High School, which is a 6A program up in the region. They've shut things down for all fall sports. Uh, Hammond, Morton has done the same thing. Uh, and and we've, we've seen COVID-19 uh, positive cases at two different high schools in Allen County with the football programs already. And these are without kids at school. So it's difficult to see how they approach those positives and whether they take the draconian measure of just quarantine everybody or they limit the quarantines or what. So uh, the process that they will go through once somebody tests positive will be something to watch, too, because I don't think there is a hard and fast rule on how you handle it. I think it will be a school system by school system type thing. And and it's... Once again, we're we're walking straight into the unknown, into a completely uh, darkened corridor of of our existence, because of the fact we've never experienced this before. We don't know, you know, about the plague back, you know, back a century ago, things of that nature. We don't know. You know is is this lessening up? Are we, you know, obviously not flattening the curve because there's more and more. 
record-breaking days of positive tests. And yeah, you could you know you can argue well that the tests are more prevalent now. People are getting tested, so you're you're getting the positives that you weren't getting before. Yeah, I get that. You know, but you know now the recovery rate. You know, that's I guess what I'm more interested in is. How quickly are people recovering? How are they recovering? Is this like a serious strain of flu? Sure. You know, because the, the, there's been influenza that has shut down uh, local school systems and things like that when you've had a, a 40% absentee rate because of kids calling in sick, et cetera, and, and not on senior skip day. But, <laughs> you know, but... But still, is this something, is it something that we are, you know, or those that are testing positive, are they younger and they're, they're able to with, withstand it sure. better than those that are seasoned or, you know, let's say, I'll just point at myself, 60 plus. Right. So it's interesting, you know, so on the, on the, the field, but they cancel band. Yeah. And and my argument was with a buddy of mine was okay. What's the difference between marching band and athletics, other than they're different governing bodies? The 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 IH was it ISMA? Yeah, we just say the ISMA. They're a different entity. They 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 came out and they're the governing body of marching band and bands in Indiana. Came out and said no band. Okay, and. The IHSAA is the ISMA equivalent, and they said, no, there's going to be athletics. So um, it's basically a governing body call in that respect. But just because, because so many people are getting excited because Michigan, um, their athletic body in high school says to go, and Ohio says to go, IHSAA says to go. Just because the governing body says it's a go doesn't mean the school system cannot say, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's fine that IHSAA has said, yes, let's go ahead, but it's still a school system by school system decision if and when coronavirus invades the school system, the school, the athletic program. Yeah, and, and from the from the band football perspective, had this conversation with Diane last night. I said, well, you know, band is kaput for the, for the season. And she said, but I bet football's still playing. And I go, well, yeah. You know, and, and it's one of those things that, you don't charge admission to see band, you know, uh, to see a band at a football game. You you charge admission for the football game. Uh, you know, football is a revenue-producing sport. Sure. Yes. So uh, you know that is something. And then for the other fall sports, the cross countries and the, and the volleyballs and things of that nature. Okay, you you can't axe those and not the revenue producers. Yeah. You know because they are looking at that 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 is you know substantial in financing athletic departments and the like from the fall seasons football and basketball both you know when when you're charging admission when you're charging five bucks to get into a football game or five bucks to get into a boys or girls basketball game uh is as well as is some of the others too but you got to have that revenue uh, yeah. If they didn't have to have it, they wouldn't charge it. Yeah. You know, and so they have to sustain. They have to be able uh, to to you know pay for what what they're doing as well. I mean, we've already seen high school sports, uh, you know, the clubs in in sports being being knocked down because of budgetary issues in the past. You know, pre coronavirus. Yeah. So you know, it's it's something that well, gee, because they're they're charging admission. But then again, 
you can't have the capacity you had before. Right. So, yeah. you know, we want to 46862, 46862, TS, and your message, weigh in on, on your thoughts. Uh, are we ready for high school sports uh, in, in the fall of 2020? Uh, you look at, I mean, South Bend has already said there's going to be no fans at football games or fall athletics. So um, I, I do believe, I think Angola goes to South Bend to play a game. Uh, maybe it be against St. Joseph's week two. There'll be nobody there. Angola fans will not be allowed to go watch the Hornets in week two. I wonder if that's going to be something we see more often as we go into the well, season. And doesn't does New Haven football play South Bend Riley? Uh, they used to. They may still. I can't remember. But uh, I mean, I think it's just the first domino. I mean, do we see some some local games with no fans? Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to the revenue thing. That doesn't do anything for revenue, but it gives the kids and the programs an opportunity to still play. Yeah, they can play. And then if if it's uh, possible to have something on video and and do it that way, hey, so right. be it. You know, or or the radio broadcast, uh, so be it. Yeah. So you have to, uh, you know, you have to hope for the best because in, in whatever is decided is decided. It's going to be hard to debate the merit sure. either way as we go around the first time. So you know, the, the whole overriding thing that I look at this as is, look, I know a lot of people want football. We want sports. We were just talking at the start of the show how excited we are. The baseball's coming back. But it is a very selfish notion to think that since kids are are very, very rare, unless they have underlying conditions to die from the coronavirus, that it's fine to go out and play football. Because, uh, you know, Timmy can get diagnosed with coronavirus and be asymptomatic and not know it and be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But then he can go into English class on Monday with a 63-year-old teacher with respiratory issues and pass the coronavirus to her, and then she pass away. Or you you give it to your dad, your mom or dad, who then gives it to their parent. And yeah, are then, we creating carriers? Yes, and that's the problem in terms of corralling this thing. That's why the 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 mass no mass debate is a thing is is keeping this under control and prevent the spread. And I don't think the danger to kids in terms of football, in terms of uh, mortality, is the issue here. It's more being carriers, and a lot of people. In a small space, whether it be football practice, then going to class, then going home, then going to a friend's house. I mean, you know how, how it is. I mean, you're just we've we've practiced social distancing as much as possible, and now all of a sudden we're just throwing up millions of kids back in to what could very well be more in danger. So, uh, a little bit of me, and I'm guilty as as anyone feel a little selfish to think that we can go ahead with football because I feel it's not going to affect me. I feel like it's not going to affect the majority of the players, but it could affect the players as teachers. And I know plenty of teachers that have already spoken out and say, you know, we're just kind of in the middle of this thing and not being, you know, thought about. Um, and really being those those carriers to the people that are more at risk. So there's so many different moving parts of this thing, and there's no complete right or wrong answer. Um, and it's it's an ongoing debate. And hopefully, once the kids start going back to school here in August, we don't see that 
numbers shoot up exponentially. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know, Fort Wayne Community School, I, I talked to a couple of people in Fort Wayne Community Schools, and some areas of that administration have already openly spoke about how are we going to handle it if a teacher dies from coronavirus. That's already a discussion. And in the school system. Yeah, and because there again, anything could play out. But, you know, and as you mentioned, the teachers, you know, they already proved their worth uh, back last in the spring of the, the 1920 school year when, when the kids were at home trying to learn and trying to put a wrap on, uh, on last year's school year without the teachers. You know, and the teachers were just like, just, you just settle down. We'll fix everything in the fall when the kids get back because they are trained professionals at education. And uh, so many parents thought they were just as well suited and found out they were not. And, uh, and so for the kids' sake, you, know, you want to, uh, you know, be able to, yeah, you're going to have to protect the teachers as well. Yeah. Because they are the ones that are actually doing the best instruction for our children. And once again, they are trained for it. They are degreed in it, you know, and uh, and, and we need them uh, tremendously. So, yeah, we'll see. We had a text that came in on the Automotive Color and Supply and Text Line of 46862. It says, T.S., probably uh, regarding uh, high school sports, probably uh, have to sign a waiver, too. What a crock. You know, but there again, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, there it's. It does it come down to liability? Yeah, and in you know, so it's it's. There's so much that's got to unfold here. I mean, not just signing a, a a waiver for your child to play, but to now teachers have to sign a waiver that say, hey, we're not going to sue when we are infected with coronavirus through a child. Um. I mean, where does it end? This thing is is spread so easily, you know what I mean? But at the other end, I know people are just, you know, it's you you can't do this forever, right? Right. But have we done it long enough? And the answer is probably no. But, you know, you can't let the economy collapse. You can't let kids just not go to school. You can't let kids, and, and you mentioned it, Jim, before we started recording, you know, the social interaction. Sure. And uh, the depression that can set on from being inside day after day after day after day after day can be potentially as damaging as a virus could be. So, yeah, when, particularly yeah. with teenagers and their emotions and, and, you know, the teen suicide rate and all that, do we see that rise because these kids are not going to school, because these kids are not playing football and in volleyball and soccer? Yeah, and all, all the extracurricular activities that are, that are you know, school-related that they were so used to. This was their norm, and these are children. This was what they were used to doing. All, now that we've, you know, completely taken them out of, or, or coronavirus has taken them completely out of that normalcy and that uh, pattern, uh, that commonality of, of here's what I do each and every day, and hey, I'm used to it. I like it. And uh, so, yeah, from the neck up, it can have its effects as well. So, 
Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to step out and take a break. But first, before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. And I am getting ready to get my reverse osmosis drinking water system filter change, my gold seal program uh, done, and uh, where for a small fee, they will come out and they will change all your filters out. They'll make sure that you have the best pristine bottled drinking water quality water coming from your tap with the reverse osmosis drinking water system from Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give them a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. And ask them how you can get bottled water drinking quality right from your tap. It's so easy and so inexpensive, you won't believe it. We're going to go ahead and uh, be right back and... uh, more discussion and more texts that are coming in. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional. Professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. An opening day unlike any in the history of Major League Baseball. I think that players want to get back and play. Here's Judge swinging way out of here. Two teams that come into this year with high expectations. The Yankees, the best team on paper that we've seen in maybe 20 years. The Nationals, the defending champions. Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. The New York Yankees and the Washington Nationals. Thursday at 6 Eastern on Fort Wayne Sports Station. ESPN Radio 9 FM. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet, you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you want to weigh in on our topics today, our topic being high school sports. Are, are we ready to go headfirst into fall sports? Are we ready yet? Do we have questions answered enough that we can go through this? We had a couple of texts come in right before we went to break. We're going to get to those. 
but I uh, want to hear what what you have to say about it as well. At four six eight six two four six eight six two, put TS in your message. And you know, I, I read a great article on OutsideTheHuddle.net. And if you're a high school sports fan, uh, the most comprehensive place to find high school sports news from Northeast Indiana is OutsideTheHuddle.net. That is not a commercial, not an endorsement. Just me from from my years and years and years of of being a high school sports fan in general. There's nothing like this. If this was around 30 years ago, uh, that had been even more incredible, and a lot of people could have gotten their due. But uh, uh, outside the huddle.net, they name names. Uh, they they talk about kids that are that should be hyped. They talk about uh, things that aren't uh, always uh, the rosiest. If there are issues, uh, they are not afraid to talk about it. So outside the huddle.net, uh, a great. Great site and uh, absolutely free of charge. Too. Absolutely free of charge and kicking off our uh, hopefully high school football season next Friday, starting our preview. Uh, entire almost month countdown to the start of the season. We'll begin that with uh, the top 50 countdown of the 50 best players in Northeast Indiana starting next Friday. So very uh, good. Very difficult to sit down and make that list. Uh, you feel pretty good after the first 10, and then you start getting to new kids that, uh, is this kid 18 or 23 or 37 or 41? And, you know, there's no, there's no clear cut, um, answers, but in our opinion, we're going to make the, the best shot to do it. And then we'll revisit that at the end of the year and say, where were we right? Where were we wrong? So starting next Friday, top 50 players in Northeast Indiana in high school football. And, and regardless if someone is number 38 or number, 11 they're in the top 50 yeah that's that, that's let's no let doubt be positive here once again four six eight six two four six eight six two the automotive color and supply text line uh, are we ready for high school sports are, are we prepared have we taken the precautions and i'm not just talking about the ihsa or the the school systems administrators coaches i mean players how do they prepare for we might have a season you know how, how do they how do they get that mental mindset ready and and get prepared you you know, you, you can tell them all day long, just act like it's going to happen. Act like it's going to happen. Be ready. Be prepared at all times. But then they, they've already been through this where it's hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And then no, you know, look at the spring sports season uh, in high school this this past uh, uh, spring. And uh, and by the way, and, and not to uh, not to shut that down and go somewhere else, but I had the opportunity to be out at the Ash Center on Monday night, and I had the privilege of PAing one of the the high school baseball games out there. Uh, they utilized four diamonds, two for softball, two for baseball, that honored the 2020 senior class in Northeast Indiana, and it was incredibly done. We had Andy McManamon from the World Baseball Academy on the show last Saturday, and he described uh, the scenario and what was going to take place. And I'll tell you what, and of course, anything is done by the World Baseball Academy. Academy. and Caleb Kimmel and Kristen Kimmel and everybody involved you know it's there's no stone left unturned they are organized uh, to the utmost 
and it was. I mean, everything was planned out. It was amazing. It went off without a hitch. We had uh, four games going on. Social distancing took place, and uh, it was it was an incredible event. And so many, and the aftermath. So many of these these kids, their parents were so thankful just because these kids got one last opportunity, the last and only maybe. I know the New Haven High School, uh, their their baseball uh, Facebook, I think it might have been, or their social media put out that the New Haven pitcher, you know, got a, a you know notched the win in his last appearance of the season. But it was also his first appearance of the season, and he was one to know, you know. But uh, you know, along those lines. But but still, it was it was incredibly done, and thankful to uh, to the World Baseball Academy for for what they do. And I, I know that you work closely with them, uh, with uh, the OPS offices being under the same roof, and uh, just just a great time. Uh, Andy McManamal busted his tail and made it happen. Yeah, it was um, it was a great thing to see last Monday, and and even all encompassing with the WBA and what they've been doing the last you know couple weeks in particular, trying to get uh, some kids some semblance of summer in terms of playing playing ball, and you know, plenty of action even today going out uh, at the World Baseball Academy started this uh, last Thursday. Pretty much every weekend now is going to be a tournament out there, and and kids being able to get out and play, parents being able to get out and and watch their their kids. It's it's some of those small things in this time that can really mean a lot to a lot of people. So it's great to see WBA being able to do that, taking all the safety protocols they need to, but also being able to get kids back on the diamond. Definitely. And, of course, yeah, speaking of PA, uh, I was able to go out Wednesday to Turner's for the annual uh, Stiverson-Rogger Memorial softball game that takes place between the police department and the fire department. 46th annual event. And a lot of money was raised, uh, you know, a big split the pot drawing uh, that raised a lot of money. And, of course, the winner gave his half back and it was uh it was great they're raising money for a firefighter and his wife this year but josh hardup uh, and, and his wife jim were were instrumental in helping to organize all that but i got to do pa for that and just to see the outpouring once again in social distancing everybody being intelligent but everybody having a great time and Turner's Jim Marklin and everybody put on a great show and, uh, and you know, concessions, food, things like that, beverages uh, available to you. So it was great. But, but yeah, the umpires were Jimmy James Payne was out at the Ash Center on Monday night, too. So he's oh, Payne's he's all over, man. He is. Great dude. He is with a big smile on his yeah, face all is. the time. He just loves being out there. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I told you before the break that we had a couple of texts that have come in on our uh, automotive color and supply text line uh, at 46862, 46862. First one comes in that says, uh, T.S., uh, how is it too dangerous for some kids to attend class in person but safe to attend sports after school? Good question. I mean, it's an absolutely great question because we've seen different school systems approach it differently. So Fort Wayne Community Schools is allowing students to pick remote learning for the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Their normal plan now is to go a couple days during the week and also do remote learning a couple week or a couple days out of the week. They're going to do a hybrid system. But if you take remote learning in Fort Wayne Community Schools, stay home all day, every day, do your work, you can still be eligible for, for athletics. And while I think that's fair, it also brings up the question that the texter asked is why is it not safe to go to school? 
but it's safe to play a sport. And there is not a good answer for that. You can try, you can, you can go around in, in circles and, and try to, you know, talk around it. But straight up, that doesn't make any sense. No, no. Great. Yeah, great question. Uh, also, another text that came in uh, regarding officials. It says, have not heard of any uh, uh, football officiating crews in Fort Wayne, but some officials in other areas have already determined that they are not officiating because of COVID. Football referee shortage could be a problem. I mean, it's already a referee shortage, so you can't imagine it being any better if some of these uh, guys choose not to do it. And especially when you look at the age demographic of the majority of these officials. Especially in football. It seems yeah. Football crews work together, don't they? Yes, but so. at all possible, yeah. And so a lot of them are older. I mean, they're because they're constantly harping on getting the next generation of officials in the sport, both football and basketball. And a lot of these guys, you know, have underlying health issues, and they're not going to put themselves at risk. So it's a, it's a great point by that texture and something that a lot of people haven't thought about um, in terms of this. There's, again, so many different angles you can attack this yeah. thing with. Yeah, so many different elements and intangibles that, that we have to put into play, you know. And it's, <laughs> it just goes back to, you know, we've talked here before uh, – Justin, about the about the role of the athletic director, and you know what uh, what the athletic director has to make sure uh, as far as any game that's contested, you know that you have a scorers table, you have officials, you have you know uh, amenities and hospitality for for the officials and this and that, and then you have to have contract signed and everything else too. Oh yeah, and then the game has to play and all that. <laughs> you know, uniforms have to be clean. There has to be ball and, and everything. Wow, wow. Now. You know, it, it's showing uh, in in other areas as well because of the fact that you don't have as many resources as you've had in the past due to the fact of inavailability or uh, a little bit of trepidation about going forward. So, yeah. oh, it's tough. I mean, I, I've talked to to a lot of coaches over this uh, with football coaches, and and a lot of them are look, we need high school football. I totally understand where they're coming from for sure. But we also need school, right? We need normalcy. We need to defeat the virus. So are some things going to be casualties of being able to defeat the virus? So we avoid having 50,000, 60,000 people a day being diagnosed with this thing, which is where we're at, and upwards of 1,000 people a day dying in the United States due to this thing. Um, and, you know, people marginalize it on, you know, cancer and on all that stuff. Look, we fight cancer. We, we, we do research to fight cancer. We don't just give in and say, oh, whatever it is, what it is. And have for years. Yes. Yeah. So we're not just going to throw up our hands and say, you know, coronavirus just is what it is. Right? I mean, so uh, you're going to have to attack this thing, and things are going to be casualties on that. And could it be athletics? Could it be schooling, at least for a little bit? I, I don't know the answer. Nobody knows the answer. And it's a difficult subject for, for everybody to discuss because everybody has a different opinion that they feel is right. And and that's the the, the real um, you know debate of this whole thing. It's, it's unprecedented territory. We, we, there is no right answer, right? We don't right. know it, it, exactly right. And and look back to when the NCAA tournament was canceled. Then I think that's one of the first volleys that that everybody thought, oh, this is this is serious. They're they're canceling my big dance. 
oh my goodness. And then everything else steamrolled from there from the time, you know, the NBA started things out by canceling those games and, and suspending their season. And then it all just steamrolled from there. But at that point, didn't you think that come July you know, 18th, we'd be a little farther along? You felt, right? In, in finding uh, in a, a solution right. than we are now. It's, it's incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, March and April, it was all about flattening the curve, and we did that for a little bit. The curve is not flattened anymore. It's skyrocketing, right? And, and that's without millions and millions of kids around the country back at school. Where does those numbers go once that happens? I mean, I, I expect more people around each other equals more people being infected. Definitely. 46862, the automotive color and supply texts are still coming in, and we will get to those, but we are going to take a break right now. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking with Blake Sebring, uh, and he will have uh, uh, definitive comments on the topics as well. And then he also wants to talk about Lenny Thornton, so we will uh, we will talk about that, but we'll go and uh, step out, take our break. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. If you experience a broken, cracked, or chipped home window in your house, don't worry. City Glass is open and ready to help you. They can either come to your home or, if you prefer, you can bring your items to City Glass for a problem-free repair. Just call them and let them know you're out front and they will come out to your vehicle and pick up your item. If you've been thinking about a customized shower door, tub enclosure, framed or frameless mirrors, now is a good time to look for what you want on Pinterest or CityGlassSpecialty.com to get an idea of what you want. Then, once you decided bring your ideas to city glass they can either come to your home or they can take your measurements and information over the phone or you can email them a picture and your measurements for a quote they will customize your shower door tub enclosure or mirror exactly how you want it and install it now or schedule a future installation to create the bathroom of your dreams city glass specialty 2124 south calhoun street reblock south of the oyster bar they're open monday through friday eight to five and saturdays nine to noon 11-year-old Mehdi lives in Ethiopia in extreme poverty. Like every child, Mehdi is a world of possibilities. But the world tells her otherwise. It tells her she has no value. It tells her she has no voice. It tells her she has no future. It doesn't have to be this way. 
Child Fund works in 25 countries to ensure that millions of children like Mehdi grow up healthy, educated, self-sufficient, and safe. Our programs help children fulfill their potential no matter where they were born. Through Child Fund, children like Mehdi know their value, raise their voices, build a future. The right thing to do for Mehdi? Help change the world around her. Help her realize all her possibilities. Child Fund International. Learn more at childfund.org. Need a getaway in the wooded hills of beautiful Brown County, Indiana? Or a stay in or near all the shopping and fun Nashville has to offer? Well, book one today with a cabin rental through Hills of Brown Vacation Rentals. From cozy one-bedroom cabins to luxury homes, pick out the cabin that is the perfect stay for you at browncountylogcabins.com. Seclusion in the woods, stunning views, hot tubs, game rooms. Hills of Brown has them all. Weekday specials available. Feel a million miles away, but just a short drive to Brown County. browncountylogcabins.com. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply, along with producer co-host Justin Kenny from OPS and Outside the Huddle.net. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Topic today, are we ready to go forward with high school sports? Are we ready to go forward with high school sports? Are we or aren't we? What do you think? Uh, and, and a lot of people have been weighing in on our automotive color and supply text line this morning. And we do thank you for that. Uh, uh, one great text that, that we got uh, came in right before the break. It says, going to school and playing a sport are both optional. You are required to complete school and have an at-home option. No one is required to play sports. Both require parents to determine the risk-reward, which is exactly right. Your thoughts. And I want to get the thoughts of the guest on our Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water because it's Mr. Blake Sebring. Blake, good morning. And I bet you've been sitting there in the bullpen ready to roll this morning. Oh, I'm fired up. Yes, indeed. I have a series of questions for you. Now, okay, but but first, the the text that we just the, we just got that says going to school and playing a sport are both optional. You're required to complete school and have an at-home option. No one required to play sports. Both uh, required parents to determine the risk-reward. Your thoughts on that? Okay, I, I agree completely. I mean, here, let me get to my questions because that includes okay. that, okay? Okay, great. What have family doctors said about all this? Has anybody even gone and asked their family doctors what they think about this? These are questions that parents should be asking, okay? Mm-hmm. Why are we playing in the fall when we canceled everything in the spring? What has changed? Is it just because this is football? Because the numbers are the same. You know, what has changed that it says we can go forward with this when we canceled everything in the spring? Mm-hmm. Because do we really know that much more about this yet? Well, yeah. I, um, and as we, as we talked, you know, uh, just before the break, you know, back when things were starting to get canceled in the spring and we were just, you know, completely uh, blindsided by it, didn't we think we'd be further along 
on on July 18th than we are right now? Well, yeah, that's because we thought everybody would be smart and wear masks <laughs> and social distance. Well, we know that didn't happen because people aren't very smart for the most part. And I'll say it because they just aren't smart. I mean, I'm out every day driving for Shepherd's House, and I see tons of people not wearing masks, you know. And it took four months for the big box stores to say, oh, we're going to make yeah. it mandatory. <laughs> yes. Go go ahead I mean, with your so question. We waited too long. Yes. You're, okay, my last series of questions. What are the plans if this or that happens? If X kid gets it, does that mean the team they just played has to quarantine as well? Does that mean they have to forfeit the next game? And shouldn't these questions be answered before we ever get started? So that we know what we're dealing with? It seems like, for the most part, we've been doing this, we'll decide when we get there. We don't have to decide when we get there. We can plan ahead, honestly. We can figure out if X happens, this is Y is going to happen. And we don't see, we do that with everything in our schools but this. Why is that? I feel like... I'm, I'm so glad I'm not Mark Daniels, the new head of uh, Fort Wayne Community Schools. Can you imagine a worse start to a new tenure? You know, okay. Walk into the, into this, yes. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and the IHSAA in general. We've seen a lot of uh, state athletic administrations being proactive, whether they're moving football to the spring, some individual sports from the spring to the fall, moving back the start of football. And I think IHSAA has taken a stance of being more reactive. And they're going to say, look, we're going to try to treat this as normal as possible. And then we'll react to something when it happens. And I think that's the wrong approach. They're putting a lot of pressure on the school systems to make the decisions as opposed to making a decision on their own. We saw ISMA do it with bands. We've seen other states do it with their athletic administrations. And I think the IHSAA is kind of a hands-off approach and saying, hey, it's really your problem. You school systems and uh, communities, you're going to figure it out. And uh, we're just going to sit here and, and kind of watch it. We don't know a whole lot more now than we did in the spring when this all started. I mean, because the, 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 the issue has been so muddled with all the garbage information out there, and we don't really pay attention to the doctors because everybody will say, well, this doctor says this. No, Dr. Felchie says this, period. He's the guy in charge of this. Listen to him. But instead, we get all these crackpots out there that muddle the message and all that, it's like we get we can find anybody to say what we want to say, what we want to hear, as long as it fits our narrative. You know, that's the the problem with social media is we've given everybody a voice, whether they have any expertise at it or not, and we're supposed to treat their opinion as the exact same level of respect as the experts. That's right. As well, long as they have right, this is coming back to bite us in the butt. Big time. As long as we have a social media handle, we, we have uh, expertise in, in uh, any kind of subject. Yeah. Uh, 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. Uh, Blake had a couple more texts come in. One that said, if we don't have sports this fall, from uh, then athletic departments are going to suffer for years to come. Well, and maybe this is another point I wanted to make. Maybe this is the time when we <clears throat> pull back on the importance of sports. Because we've gotten way ahead of the, the horse, ahead of the cart here. We've acted like sports are more important than school in all this. And that's been that way for 25 years, and that's wrong. Like, it always drives me nuts when we cancel school in the winter on a Friday night because the roads are out there. But we don't cancel the games. 
Mm-hmm. What the hell are we thinking? We want our most inexperienced drivers out there driving around. We don't want the school bus drivers who are used to doing this every day driving around. How does that make any sense? You know, how does it make sense that at a college football program, they have their own dorm, their own food, their own study tables, their own majors. They got as much relationship with the student body as you and I do. That's wrong. It's wrong. We've lost our way. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't argue that. That's for sure. You know, and you look and you, you talk about uh, you know education being essential uh, in in sports. You know, what we cancel school, but we still have sports. You know, regarding that, how many academic scholarships are issued to high school seniors to colleges as opposed to athletic scholarships? What is it like three percent? I mean, three per. What is it, Justin? You'd know better than I would. It's like 3% of all high school athletes advance to college. And it's like, what, 1% from there that it's a turn pro? Yeah, I mean, it's very minuscule, the amount that actually go from high school to college on a scholarship, and then even smaller to actually make money professionally doing that. Yes. And think about this. And in this last 15, 20 years, we have seen schools go whole hog, colleges go whole hog on athletics to build their colleges to the smaller schools where everybody's on some kind of an athletic scholarship just to get them to go. All these private schools, that give out, they don't give out full rides. They give out these little scholarships, and then you're, you're responsible for, for paying for the rest through financial aid. I mean, how many teams have, even around here, how many sporting teams have some of these schools added? You know they don't got the money for it. It's just to get the kids in there. Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's the lure. Yeah, that's for sure. And, that, and I mean, we've we've gotten way off track with all this. And there again, it, it's it's one of those things that uh, you know, as we talked, it, the the one argument is that with the younger people, if they contract uh, COVID, they are more uh, hardy. They have uh, uh, more of a resistance to fight it off and to recover. But yet, as Justin and I uh, chatted earlier in the show. Okay, those young people can also be carriers and carry that into those that aren't as hearty and and healthy and uh, and can pass it along, and uh, and then we we we're still facing issues like crazy because it's it's out there it, it, and it's becoming more and more prevalent because our social distancing we did it at first to an extent, but now it's. Well, it, you know, I did it, and I'm I'm fine, and and we can get together. We, you know, okay, and then you're seeing less and less social distancing now. You know, you're seeing we photos don't in the paper. You, Jim. We just don't want to lose you. <laughs> so it, it's it's just a very interesting dynamic. Uh, I had another uh, kind of a. Uh, uh, Another take on this that came in on the text line uh, says, T.S., Ball State has lost three football opponents this season so far, you know, because of the conference thing so far. uh, But hypothetically, what would be the logistics of adding St. Francis on their schedule, who only have nine games themselves? Well, once again, if you're only going to be able to play within your conference, uh, you know, that wouldn't allow for too many... uh, out of conference uh, you, matchups you, like you this. Know, you know as well as I do. Mike McCaffrey made that call a month ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know he's on top of that. Yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. But, 
My goodness, you know, yeah, some of these power conferences too that are uh, that are saying we're only playing within the conference, and I think they think that is uh, that's the that's the best way to go. So, did you guys see that yesterday? IU stopped practices for football. They had six guys test positive, and they shut it all down. Well, it, 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 yeah. were the, you know, and was that due to positive tests? Yes. And in multiple? Six guys. Okay. Six guys off the whole team, and they shut everything down. Yeah, that, that's incredible. It, it, uh, you know, because, you know, and at what level? I mean, you know, and what happens? Let's say if you are exposed, if someone tests positive that you know has been near you, what do you do? Do you immediately try to get tested? You know, do you call your doctor? Do you, do you, what do you do? Do you go in? When the hospitals are already getting to the point where they're overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, or do you just roll the dice? And, you know, and hope well, that you're not your symptomatic. Tell your opponents. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of interest in, in as we said earlier too. If a football team during the season, you know, has uh, players test positive, then you got to tell the other teams. Does the other team have to go into a quarantine then? You know, and then do they lose uh, opportunities for football games? Do they forfeit these games and forfeit the revenue and all that that they would have gotten? It's it's so so uh, well. Once again, we are walking into completely uncharted waters here. So here's uh, one for you. you. Nobody's thought about. I heard you mention it just a little bit. You alluded to it, Justin. Where are we going to find all these officials? If I heard somebody this week tell me thirty percent of the officials for this sport were not going to officiate, we were already up against the bare minimum last fall for officials. Right. Where are they going to find all these officials? Where are they going to schedule them? How are they going to do this? And, you know, it, it's it's tough because the football official, and as we said, you know, most of them, if, if at all possible, work in crews. And some have their areas of expertise and specialty. And what to watch for. Football is such an explosive, fast sport. It's so hard to see. What's going on, you know, in the trenches, on the line, and things where where, where uh, the majority of penalties take place, you know, and the infractions. You know, how do you train somebody in in a short period of time to be able to do that? Even if they have, and we already, even if they played we already the game. had a very aging crew. It definitely, I mean, yeah. our average age is is up there because there hasn't been replacement guys coming into the system, right? And, and, you know, in, in, as well as I, you know, I talked to Joe Rudolph, the officiating, uh, uh, NEI officiating crews, uh, president of that. You know, and, and he's talking about people don't want to come in because of the abuse they're taking by the fans. And that's not just basketball either. Those are baseball umpires, volleyball oh, officials, yeah. you know, all the, all that runs the gamut. And in football officials, even though football officials are a little bit further away from the bleachers than, say, uh, baseball umpires or basketball officials, they they still hear it. They still have to head to the locker room at halftime. They can still be berated there. You know, they still so have people follow them to their cars. Yeah, yes, and and here they're doing something. You know, making a couple of bucks part time because of the fact that they they have an interest. So it's very interesting to to see you know what's what's going on, and then to you know, is as hard as it's been to get officials anyway. 
And then now to, to throw uh, the potential health risk into the mix, yeah, 30%, and it could go higher. Crazy, crazy. That's part of the reset I was talking about, too, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862. Got about uh, five minutes or so left in the show, but uh, and I know, Blake, you wanted to talk about number 11, Mr. Lenny Thornson. I'll tell you what, can we... Can we put that on for next week and talk at, at length about Len Thornson? Because I would personally love to. Because Len Thornson, all of those comments, and I've said this a million times on this show, all of those comments throughout the, the early to mid-60s were my very first sports heroes. The Fort Wayne comments. And I could go numerically, starting with Chuck Adamson, number one, and in, you know, in, in all the way, Roger Gallopo. Number two, you know, Ron Berman, all the way up, you know, numerically. And all of these guys were my first sports heroes. So I would love to talk about Lenny Thornton because what he did on an annual basis in the orange and black was incredible when you look back at it. And I it think is. it's nuts. In, in, in to talk about Lenny Thornton, we, we would need a heck of a lot more than five minutes. That would Go not do Len justice. Yeah. Might do Brian justice, but maybe, no, but not Lenny. Yeah, so, uh, you know, <laughs> although Brian punted for Purdue. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, in, in, in closing, I guess, you know, regarding are we ready, I, I, it's, it's pretty much uh, a case of no, we're not. You know, and, and how, and as much as I would love for everybody to say sports is so important, and we love sports and we miss sports, and that's already been proven. But in the grand scheme of things, we need to get these kids educated. And can we do it by keeping them at home and homeschooling them? We need these teachers, these educators, to be face-to-face with these kids, and we need to be able to do this in a safe manner because it showed back in April and May that trying to do it with uh, with parental guidance wasn't working. It wasn't working. You just ask any parent that had to do, go through e-learning or distance learning with their kids. I did it with my grandkids. And I'll tell you what, you know, it was a source of, of big frustration. And you want to help, but it, you, you do what you can. But it's like, geez. And I've got friends of mine that are educators. You know, in, in the East Allen school system, you know, uh, Fort Wayne community school system. My daughter-in-law is in the East Allen system. And my goodness, to to just realize what they do on a daily basis to, number one, reach these kids and keep these kids' attention and get the knowledge, you know, drilled into these kids is incredible. So that's what we need first and foremost. And then once we do that, then I think we can go forward. But as you said, do we have a plan? I don't know. You'd sure think we would have, we would know too. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, got a got a quick text that came in. Blake says, uh, "TS, what are the chances Comet Hockey start on time, and uh, what cra- kind of crowd capacity?" Last I heard, crowd capacity at Memorial Coliseum with social distancing as it is now, it's like fourteen hundred. And I think that was a Justin Cohen article with Michael and David Franke uh, some weeks ago. And uh, which which is really uh, interesting because the season ticket base for the K's is right around thirty three hundred, 
but you're only going to be able to put 1,400 in it. And you won't play with that. You will not play with that situation. So they can't. They can't afford to. They just can't afford to. So we will see. Well, Blake, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, love to talk about Lynn Thornson next week if we could. Sounds good. All right. That's going to do it for Talking Sports for a Saturday, July 18th, 2020. Many, many thanks to you, the listeners, for the text that came in talking about these topics. I mean, we uh, we, we are a forum for you. Uh, let us know your thoughts on local sports of all sorts. Thanks to Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net for keeping it all smooth. Thanks to you, the listener. And until next week, have a great week, everybody. to the Patrick Mahomes deal. I thought it was potentially a fake account whenever they said 10-year deal, 12-year overall. I thought it was fake. This is not normal. The Chiefs trusting Patrick Mahomes this much and Patrick Mahomes trusting the Chiefs this much to make a 12-year... Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.